Gary Schaefer. His last name is spelled C-H-A-F-E-R. He was one of the founders of Dallas Seminary, a very well-respected seminary. Um, his, uh, he was the author of something we're going to look at in just a minute um, that became quite the, the, the rage. Um, and um, uh, let me just hold on to that just a second. But um, I, I guess the one who has done the most to, to popularize this position was Charles Ryrie. And some of you have heard of the Ryrie Study Bible. Some of you have a Ryrie Study Bible. Much to my chagrin. Um, Charles Ryrie promoted this thing called, as you know, the carnal Christian. That's where you've heard it. It was picked up by Camp's Crusade for Christ back in the 60s and the 70s. And it became... The, the majority evangelical position. The one who took them on was one of their own. And uh, I, it, was the, it was when I first started, I first developed such an immense respect for John MacArthur. If you have never seen this book, ladies and gentlemen, this book, the only intent of this book the gospel according to Jesus, was to overturn the emphases uh, that originated here but were being promoted at Dallas Seminary primarily and, are, and still are in the Ryrie Study Bible. That's why I say if you've got one of those things, I would, I, I would, I, I would heartily recommend that you get rid of it. Um, in my opinion, John MacArthur took the wheels off of him. And by the way, he... <clears throat> I don't know this for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised that about this, this time frame is when Master's College developed Master's Seminary. One of the foremost spokesmen, besides Ryrie, was a guy by the name of Zane Hodges. Zane Hodges was a professor at Dallas Seminary um, and went so far that finally Dallas Seminary fired him. Zane Hodges... Oh, boy. Became the hero of this man. Jody Dillo. And I dare say, some of you have been to a retreat where his wife was the speaker. This is as bad as anything I've ever read. And by the way, uh, Gil Maeda, if you'll come up after, I'd like to show you this. One of the people on the back who promote the book is somebody that many of you know lives in this town. This man, Jody Dillo, um, single-handedly divided 
the missions agency that sent Ronnie Stevens out. You know Ronnie Stevens? Ronnie Stevens was in a mission agency called BEE, I, I think uh, Bible Education by Extension. This Jody Dillo um, single-handedly through the most radical... Uh, this is... This is awful. And the... Um, his hero is Zane Hodges. And the man that he attacks with, with just vengeance is John MacArthur. Um, guys, popularly, it became a part of evangelical parlance through this little booklet. Called the carnal Christian, basically suggesting that you could be, you could claim to have a soul that was safe that looked exactly like a pagan. That not one evidence, one guys, do you do you see how 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 intricate, because again, I think that the original intent was to protect the purity of the gospel. Don't let anyone tamper with the gospel. I applaud that. But if you then go to take the next step and say, this gospel calls you to nothing except some kind of mental assent to the historical existence of a person and does not call you to discipleship, and does not call you to repentance, and does not call you to a changed life, then you can come up with this thing called the carnal Christian that in essence says you can look exactly like the pagan world. But if you, if you nodded your head, everything's fine. Now, guys, there's, there's a lot of flaws, a lot of theological flaws that we could spend a, a whole lot of time. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to take one that I think that you can, that you'll really, that you'll really understand and, and I, and I hope it will clarify things for you. I am saying that Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that you're confessing that Jesus is Lord, you're confessing His deity is humanity, you're, you're also uh, confessing His finished work, His virgin birth, and His Lordship over your life. Um, guys, historically, well, let me back up. Fundamentally, the error in Sandemanianism has to do with the nature of faith. Historically, saving faith has been defined as having three component parts. The first is noesha. It's a Latin word which simply means um, knowledge. Yes, there is a certain content that, that must be involved in saving faith. The second component part 
is ascensus. It's another Latin word which simply means ascent. And that's where this whole thing stops. As long as you are aware of certain historical pieces of information and assent pardon me, to the truth of that information. Jesus was born in Galilee. He um, lived for 33 years and he died in a, on a Roman cross. Um, and, um, and I believe that. That's all you got to do. Ascensus. Um... Again, historically, evangelical orthodoxy has always added a third component part, and it is the fiducia. Um, guys, I mean, some of you are, do some kind of wheeling and dealing in the whole banking world, and you know what your fiduciary responsibilities are and all that business. Fiducia really was was kind of rendered in the English word trust. That is that these things that I know to be true about Jesus are not simply mental concepts to me. But I have cast myself on them spread eagle. That is... This work of Jesus Christ's is the thing on which I have cast myself. Spread eagle. I, I hope that illustrates this whole idea of fiducia. I am resting in that thing completely. Now, guys... Um, when this saving faith takes place, with no issue and a census and fiducia, <clears throat> it, it, it occurs because of the work of the Holy Spirit in regeneration. And that is another theological flaw in this movement. A misunderstanding of regeneration. Because what does regeneration do, ladies and gentlemen? In simplest of terms... The regeneration places the Holy Spirit of God within you as a resident. And these gentlemen would suggest that his presence in my life could mean nothing. Not only that, worse than that, it could lead me to apostasy. Guys, um, there's all kinds of ways to illustrate this. I, you know, you've heard them and heard them and heard them. Um, but I'm going to leave you with one in case you haven't. Um, and, we're quit, and we'll quit. But um, when we still lived in Ocala, Florida, there, uh, this, I mean, this is, this is true. I mean, it, it, I remember, never will forget it because I use this story, I've used this story a hundred times. But on the front page of the Ocala Star Banner, that was the, the paper in Ocala, 
there was a picture of a man called Carl Walinda. He was the patriarch of a, a, a family of tightrope walkers. His name was, it was the Flying Walindas. Carl Walinda and the Flying Walindas. And on this picture, in this picture, on the front page of the Calistar Banner, they had stretched a cable from one part of Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. It was before the, the beginning of the season when the Phillies were opening in Philadelphia. They stretched a cable um, from one side of Veterans Stadium to the other side of Veterans Stadium. And Carl Walinda, and I think at the time he was like 71 years old when the picture was taken. He has this thing in his hands and this little tutu on and, and, these little, and he's doing this ditty across Veterans Stadium. And that was on the front page of the Calistar Banner. About six months later, uh, his picture wasn't on the front page, but a story was in the paper that Carl Walinda was doing, they had stretched a cable between two condos in Puerto Rico, and he had been blown to his death. He was killed. But let's imagine that we were at Philadelphia Stadium on the night that Carl Walinda walked across the cable before the Phillies game. And we watch with great anticipation and holding our breath and seeing the wind blow him and, and, and all of a sudden he gets to the other side and he, and he comes off the cable and the crowd erupts with applause and praise. From the other side, somebody hands him a microphone and he, he says um, to the crowd in the microphone, he says, you know what? I believe that I could walk across Philadelphia Stadium with somebody on my back. And the crowd erupts because they want to see that. Man, wouldn't that be great? And, 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 and you're there. Just, oh yeah, come on, do it, Dad. Go ahead. And out of the corner of his eye, he sees you applauding. He walks over to where you're seated, and he said, uh, "He says, I see or you believe I can do this. Oh, yeah, I think you can do it. You really think, oh, yeah, I saw you do it the first time. I, I know you can. I know your reputation. And he said, well, I'd like to take you across on my back. Get on. Now what? Ladies and gentlemen, Louis Berry Schaefer and um, Charles Ryrie and Zane Hodges and Jody Dillow would say to you, all you got to do is just sit there and applaud. And I'm telling you, that ain't the gospel. The gospel is you must cast yourself upon Jesus Christ and put your full weight on Him. And if he gets across to the other side, you get across to the other side. If he falls, you fall. But everything you are and have is resting in him and what he did. It's not intellectual, ladies and gentlemen. It's a whole commitment of everything that you are.
That's what we mean when we say, Jesus is Lord. That's great. Our Father, I pray that you will use uh, some of this information to clarify in the minds of your people just, just what the gospel is and just what we have to share with a lost and dying world that doesn't have much hope. Thank you for the beauty of your word. Thank you for the, um, the, the Holy Spirit's illumination of it to our souls. Without him, we would never understand a word of it. So thank you that you gave us a love for it. And now you've given us um, the mind to grapple with it and to yield before it. We, um, we're grateful. We're grateful for a lot of things. But we're grateful that our Savior has gone before us as a complete victor. And our great exemplar now beckons us to live a life that's becoming and worthy of this gospel of ours. We make our prayer, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you and good night, and see you again soon, I hope.